Welcome to the WRSU Crew, the revolutionary show to hear all things sports, from your very own Rutgers Athletics to the hot topics in all professional and collegiate sports from around the globe, coming to you from your own Rutgers students. Sit back, relax, and enjoy your ride with the crew. And welcome to a fashionably late edition of the Tuesday Crew. Chris Cohn is here with Troy D. Savino, Dylan Allen, Gideon Fox running the board back in New Brunswick. Um, some technical issues, of course, setting us back about 20 minutes or so, but uh, Gideon was able to work things out. And uh, now we're on the air. Uh, busy day, busy week, as always, in sports. A lot going on that we're going to get to over the next hour and a half. Uh, gentlemen, how are we doing tonight? Good, good. We're we're arriving in like the perfect fashion. It feels like it's a Friday night. It's, can we just talk? Where we're always twenty minutes late anyway. So, Chris, this is no, how I like us. to do it. I I like rolling a little late, so this is perfect for me. <laughs> I'm doing great, guys. Honestly, um, you know, I, I we're opening it up with soccer, but as I pointed out before we we got on, I'm not really that informed, Chris. Why don't you inform all the listeners what this this new Super League is? Yeah, I, I want to get into that. And by the way, I, I like the new mic setup you've got going on in there, Dylan. It sounds like I was going to say, Dylan. Thank you. Dylan, I appreciate we, it. We got the same mic. This hey, is yes, incredible. Sir. You need the best quality. Cool. That's it. Yeah, studio. Chris, quality. you got to get one too. You got to get one too. Yeah, I've got the station mic right now. Oh, well, that's not yeah. as cool as ours, but that's fine. Well, it, well, it works okay. for now. All right. Anyway, European Super League. I, I think, by the way, this has. In the last three hours, I mean, the last 15 minutes from when I you know, went to go eat dinner and I come back to check my feed, this Super League is falling apart as quickly as it was formed. So basically what is happening here, to break it down to the simplest form, is that a system that has existed for over a century, the European football system, promotion, relegation, national leagues, uh, European tournaments like the Champions League, the Europa League, all of that has been threatened to have been thrown out and replaced in what is the most shameless exploitation of professional sports that owners have ever attempted in the history of sports anywhere. Um, it, it is not an exaggeration to say that this is the most blatant power grab that any owner or owners have tried to do in the history of sports in America and Europe anywhere, because what this is doing or it was attempting to do, and is, it looks like this is collapsing before our own eyes, is um, these breakaway clubs, uh, was 12 clubs, initially it was supposed to be 15, but um, Bayern, Munich, Borussia Dortmund, and PSG in France, uh, all of these clubs said, no, we're not going to do it. The other 12 signed on, and those clubs have been met with a backlash from their fans. Like, I'm not kidding when I say, like, basically their entire fan base threatened to leave them and find another club. And that includes my club because my club was involved in this. Uh, and I'll get into my feelings on that in a moment. What club do you like, Chris? I don't even know. Um, Manchester city. Okay. Yeah. But, and, and they, they pulled out earlier today. They were the second ones to pull out after Chelsea. Um, but I'm going to get into that in a second, but basically this whole system of promotion relegation, the idea that even, some upstart fifth division team in some small town in England could work their way up to the Premier League and at least hypothetically make the Champions League. It's the beauty of the European system. It's been this way for more than a century. Um, 
basically they wanted to take that, take the 20 most famous teams, starting with 12, eventually getting up to 20, take the 20 most famous teams. And here's the important part, not the 20 best teams, because teams like AC Milan and Tottenham Hotspur and Arsenal, these are teams that are not doing well in their leagues right now. AC Milan have not been relevant in about eight or nine years at, at the least. Um, but because of their history and because of their brand name, they were basically going to buy their way into this Super League, which is a closed system like the NFL, like the NBA, like the American system, where they're, no matter how badly they are, no matter how bad their ownership are, even if they turn AC Milan into the Miami Marlins of European soccer, they can never be relegated. They can never be held accountable. And that is why fans are so angry about it. And that's why you literally had Chelsea fans creating a physical human wall blocking the team bus from entering their home stadium. They had to delay the game a half hour. And the only way this game got played was because Chelsea, right after this happened, um, announced that they were going to be the first club to pull out of the Super League. And then Manchester City followed, Arsenal, Tottenham, Liverpool, Man United, all these clubs followed. Atletico Madrid in Spain is out. Um, so about half the teams that were uh, supposed to be in this league have already left. And I, I think it's a matter of, hours before the other five follow suit um so i hope i did a decent job of explaining that to you guys yeah i think it's all fair to say right chris you you agree we're all pro super league here right we all want the super league to, um, to go forward right we <laughs> I, I mean if you're talking about yourself someone who has never watched a second of either domestic or uh champions league football uh someone who routinely mocks the sport of soccer who banished the subject from his own podcast and made us do our own spinoff podcast. Someone who has treated it as a joke on these airwaves and on other airwaves for the entire time that I have known him. Of course, you would be the one to defend this, Troy. Well, I'm glad we're in the same boat here then. So going into it a little bit, Chris. You know, oh my God. First of all, first of all, I want to point out the irony. You're a Man City fan. Pretty sure they're linked to NYCFC. Don't know a lot about soccer. I don't know a lot about soccer, but isn't your favorite team the Red Bulls? So why are well, you, why right, are you a fan of their that. rivals affiliate? Uh, let me explain that. I started watching the Red Bulls in 2010. I started watching Manchester City in 2011. Let me finish. Let me finish. I was already established as a fan of both of those teams. And my MLS team comes first because I'm actually from well, New Jersey. You were established I'm not as a Red Bulls Manchester. fan first, right? You were yes. established as a Red Yes. So why'd you choose Man City? Because Man, because New York City FC didn't exist until 2015. At uh, that point, I was already I was already grandfathered in. Once again, like once again, soccer doing it wrong, messing up everything, and you give him a, you give him a free pass. It's fine. Yeah. Just want to just want to point that out first. <laughs> well, the only um, reason the only reason that Manchester City was able to get a team in the MLS um, was because the New York Cosmos were offered. They were like the chosen team to be in the league and the owners basically said no we don't want to do that we want to start our own league and then two years later the club went bankrupt but that's another story for another time so that's how that's why new york city fc exists and why they play in a baseball stadium with a field that no one likes uh tenants of a baseball team that wants nothing to do with them and you know that whole that whole team's a mess but i digress well i like it doesn't matter because after manchester city basically said they were okay with junking the system of football of promotion relegation that got them to where they are now i have no i have no use for manchester city anymore if i'm being completely honest and i'm sure wow. there are tons of city them. fans out there I, oh and, and if you think that's like a hot take it's really not go on the message boards of any european fan base and fans 
both American fans and you know fans in England or Italy or whatever country the team in question is in are saying the same thing. Yeah, it sounds good. It's not true. It sounds good. All those fans are going to be watching those games by next no, season. No, I'm not. I'm done. Well, well I know, but you don't the, live, the, the you don't live in the gone. UK. You don't live well, in the I'm, UK, I'm, though. I'm Ryan with Jacob. I'm heading over to the Bundesliga after this. They're the only league right. that said no to this. Listen, 99% so. of those fans are going to be back. They're going to forget about it. I don't, I don't agree with that. Ever, everyone on Twitter is like, back. If, this, if this falls through, a lot of fans will be back, but not all of them. Like uh, Everyone on Twitter is think... saying, we won't forget. You're going to forget. Trust me. No, they won't. No, Troy, you don't understand. This is not like, you know, um, trying to think of a good example. Like, this is not like a, an NFL team threatening to move the team to get a new stadium and then getting the new stadium and everyone just forgets about it and keeps watching them. That's not what's happening here. This is much deeper than that. This is a system that is viewed with such passion and it's viewed as like an integral part of the sport. I'll put it to you this way. Here's the best analogy I can make. And I said this, I think I said this either in the group chat or on Twitter yesterday. The best comparison I can make to this is if the 20 most famous brands in college football, including teams like Alabama that are national title contenders and teams like Nebraska and Michigan that are historically good, but recently have been poor to average. Imagine if like 20 of those teams got together and said, you know what? We're going to break away from the NCAA. We're going to break away from our conferences, the Big Ten, the SEC, the uh, Big 12, and we're going to form our own super conference. We're going to play our own season. We're going to have our own playoff tournament, and we're going to have our own champion completely separate from everybody else. Sounds kind of cool to me, if you ask me. Cool for who? Like, I, I don't – it sounds cool fun to me. We get the cool same for Rutgers. The, Rutgers. Chris, people making money, it's cool. Like that. Chris, we get the same We get the same four teams playing in the playoffs every single year. It's like we're doing this already. What does it matter? No, but give, you me, don't give me this. I get an expanded but, playoff. I'll take it any day of the week, please. Well, but, but no, no, but here's the thing. The whole point of the expanded playoff is to, you know, get – um, group of five teams in as well, like the UCFs when they're, when they're a top team or Boise State when they're doing well or a team like that. The system right now, and I'm, I hate the current football, college football system, don't get me wrong, but the system set up now at least gives you the theoretical, if nothing else, the theoretical opportunity for a t- any team to hypothetically make the college football playoff. In practice, it doesn't work out that way because yeah, the playoff is too small. But but no no. But you don't understand. And, and there's also you're also not taking into consideration the fact that you know just because Alabama and Clemson are winning every year now doesn't mean that they're going to be ten years from now. Twenty years ago, Miami and Nebraska were like national title caliber programs, and they're both mediocre or just outright bad. So like the idea that Ohio State, Clemson, Alabama are going to be good forever, it's just it, it's not accurate. Um, they're going to eventually fall off, although. I'd be an idiot to try and predict when, but at some point they're going to fall off and they're going to break away and they're going to, you know, someone else will come and take their place. I don't know who, but that's how it's going to work. But my point is if something like that were happening in college football or even worse, college basketball, say like the Dukes and Kentuckys and UNC's um, banded together and said, we're going to break away from the NCAA tournament. We're going to break away from the NCAA. We're going to have our own like super college basketball league basically formatted similar to the NBA. Yeah, that and was you only see blue bloods playing. Well, that's what's happening in European soccer right now. Like four years ago, Leicester city, a team that was in the second division a decade ago, won the premier league and made it to the champions league and made it, I think to the quarterfinals that year. I thought it was Leicester. Oh my God. <laughs> 
Of course you did. You also called it the little box. I'm kidding. Our, uh, I know it's not. I know it's not. I just wanted to get your reaction on that. Yeah, yeah. Always trying to get a reaction Chris, out of me. That's. Can right. I ask you something though? Can I ask yes. you something? That's what I'm here for. I, this is a genuine question. I don't know the answer yes. to it, but from my understanding, I thought it was the Premier League, and I thought it was FIFA who said if you if you compete in the European Super League, you're not allowed to compete in the Champions League and yes. the FIFA World Cup. So. So that wasn't a Super League rule. That's all these other organizations making that claim because they're like, we don't want you going away because we want to keep you captive. Well, no, 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 but you don't understand. This was, you also have to separate the public messaging from like, you know, reading between the lines. The public intent, if you listen to what the Super League uh, mouthpiece to say is, oh, uh, we'll play during the week. It's, it's branded as a replacement for the Champions League. That's how it was framed. But when you see that they're playing, they're scheduled to play 20 games a season, and then have an 18 playoff, um, you know, it's easy to figure out that they don't want to be in the Premier League. Like, for instance, I'll tell you why. The Premier League has six rich teams, really rich teams, and those were the six that were going to join this league. City, United, Chelsea, Arsenal, Tottenham, Liverpool. Those are the six teams. And the problem is there are only four Champions League spots that the Premier League gets every year. So two of those teams would miss out on the Champions League and all the revenue and all that because they're fifth, sixth, or in the case of Arsenal right now, they somehow managed to be ninth. Um, so don't ask me how that's possible with their resources, but that's another rant for another time. But my point is the reason why they want to break away from the current structure and create their own league where they can never not qualify and all that is because they don't want to have to be in a position where they have to make the top four. They don't want to have that competition. They want to be in a league where you can be uh, the eighth place team in the 20 team league, make the playoff tournament and you could still win it all. And you wouldn't have to spend nearly as much money. They would also bring in a salary cap. Like it would be so vastly different from what European football is today. Sounds like a smart move. You ask me guaranteed spot. I mean, if you don't care at all about the history of the sport or the fans of the sport, if you have no connection to that, then sure, Which I, I guess it sounds great. Troy falls under. I, yeah, I no, I know care. he does. And Chris, yeah, let me lay down the facts for you here, okay? No, I'm going to give you the facts. <laughs> More people in this country have talked about European football in the last two days and the last two years combined. No one cares about the current Premier League in the but United the, But States. the talk is not they positive. They don't care. People they are not care. saying, oh, boy, I wasn't watching soccer, but now that they've done the European Super League, I'm going to watch. No. You that was Chris, Troy. All publicity is good publicity, especially no, for something true. that no one cares about true. and no one wakes up for on Saturday morning at 8 a.m. to Saturday watch. morning. Unless you're a diehard. The Champions League. Woken Champions League's at, like, in the afternoon. I'm talking about the Prem. I'm talking about the oh, Premier League. Well, that's a little Exactly. Different. No one even cares. No one wakes up to watch well, that. Well, there's only so one game matter? that's on really early. It's a 7.30 game, and that's usually, like, randos playing in that time slot it's usually like bristol versus uh, or not bristol they're not in the league anymore like brighton versus sheffield or something like that chris from a from a business perspective let's look at this from a business perspective okay all right let's do that you're you're telling the american consumer and obviously this has appeals to an american consumer in this super league first of all they use the word super americans love that word super bowl they love it okay it makes it seem like it's a huge grand game superdome okay? Superdome, exactly. America loves that word. So if we're looking at targeting an entire market of 252 million people, it's a good way to do it. You're giving them guaranteed matchups of, of major teams every week. That's what America loves. 
We love that. There's a reason Sunday Night Baseball is the Yankees-Red Sox every other weekend, it seems like. But they There's already get we... that with the Champions League, and they already get that with the Premier League. Not every week, yeah, but you get but it no on a regular basis. It. There are no enough leagues that it, on any given weekend, there's usually one good matchup, at least. No one cares about the Champions League. That's not true. The, the Super League in America. Oh we want that word. <laughs> Who cares about the Champions? It's a, it's, a, it's a purple lion trophy. No one cares. All, let right? Me, all right, let me ask you this, Troy. Let me ask you this, What percentage Troy? of Americans watch the Champions League? It's only the, the people who are obsessed with that stuff. Champions League, you're not, given the fact that you're not it's... A casual, you're not a casual viewer in America of the Champions League. That's not true at all. Because the Champions League, you have to take two things into consideration when you look at their TV ratings. You have to take into consideration, one, the, fa- the time slot, the fact that it's on Tuesday and Wednesday, usually at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, Eastern time, uh, when people are either just getting off of work or are in work and they're, you know, sitting in their now home office before a cubicle and, you know, trying to stream it on their phone while pretending to get work done. Um, I've done that before. As <laughs> No one uh, casually does that. Scene. No one does no, that. No, they do. Yes, they do. Champions League fans do, Troy. Chris, well, Champions what? League fans do, but there's very little of those in the United no, States, that, Chris. No one's, Troy, like, it's the most... no one's just flipping through channels and be like, oh, we've got a good <laughs> Champions League matchup. Troy, Let me watch this. Chris, no one does Troy, that. This is one of them. It was short of the international tournaments, uh, the World Cup um, and the Americans, Euros, which are only on once every four years each. Americans watch soccer once every four years, Chris. No, that's it's not the true. World Cup. That's all Troy. we care about. No, that's not we true. We don't even make that. Team, not since 2008 or something, right? 2000 no no no. the men's team made it in 2014 they missed one world cup and they're going to be back in 2022 they're probably going to win it in 2026 but um all right relax no they are we don't even watch we don't even watch the champions league chris we're not going to win the world cup. well, well right? that's that's your loss they had to invent them. a new league to appeal to us we're not soccer friendly <laughs> troy you weren't going to watch the new league anyway <laughs> oh i was going to watch it chris no, i'm disappointed <laughs> there's a zero percent chance these people are Troy these people are cowards and gutless chelsea you know what you know what? You're cowards. You 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 take that first step. You take the hard decision and you say, yeah, we admit it. We view every single one of you like a dollar sign. We view all of our fans like dollar signs. We don't care what you think. We don't care about the tradition. You know what we care about? Making money. And they they did the, they did the hard step. They, they put that out there. They made it completely clear and transparent. Now, what I don't understand is everyone knows this. Why are you walking back on it? Because now everyone knows you made that decision, but you don't get any of the benefits. So you're, they're first of all they're cowards, and now they're being stupid. So well, it's not my stupid to back out because here's why, and I think this is the part I don't think you're understanding. The backlash that's going on in, in these fan bases is unlike anything I've ever seen. It, it doesn't but compare the damage with is anything. Done. The damage is done. But that's my point. But my point is that's why this was such a bad idea and such a stupid, short-sighted idea. So why back out now if the damage is done? Well, because they're trying to save face down, keep it from being even worse. Yeah, but if they come leave on. Now, everyone knows. If, if they leave now, a chunk of the fan base will come back and stay. It, and any they of the fans that are willing to stay. come back now, Chris, any of those fans that are willing to come no. back now, they would have come back anyway. Because guess what? I don't agree It doesn't that. matter. Like, they made it transparently clear that they only look at their fans as dollar signs. So what? It, like any of these fans that are going to come back now that they've decided to go the other way, they were going to come back anyway. Because they were that easy to convince that they that they have these opinions. Come on, get out! They're of They're just here. going I'll back to it... save their own bacon and get more money. Yeah, just, exactly. Just to, that, they st- yeah, it's, yeah, they showed their cards. But but That's my it. point is, but my point is, if they followed through with this league, the damage would have been even worse. Like the ones that were going to leave and now come back would not be coming back, and the team would have lost 
ungodly amounts of money. And oh, by the way, and uh, hang on, I'm not done. Because the one part that we haven't talked about yet is the fact that the English uh, federal government um, and the Spanish federal government uh, threatens, you know, like revoking the work permits of all the international players that play in the Premier League, um, government sanctions, laws. Like there's talk in the English parliament of adopting the 50 plus one rule, which is basically the rule that's in Germany, which is part of the re- big part of the reason why none of the German clubs sign on to this, where a slight majority of your uh, ownership shares um, are controlled by the fans. So the fans like have veto power over anything the owners want to do. Like they're still big money owners because you see teams like Bayern Munich and Borussia Dortmund um, basically, you know, buying or selling expensive players. And that's why they're relevant in the Champions League. But the fans have a vote, a voice and they have a vote and they have power. And that's why none of the German teams entered. And now there are talks. And this is something that for the owners would be very damaging um, of the British Parliament basically instating a similar rule in England and then effectively diluting the shares of um, all of these big money owners that tried to make this happen. So the ramifications of this, whatever gains you could get from possible increased viewership in America, in Asia, in all these other emerging markets would have been offset by one, angering virtually your entire domestic fan base, the people who actually buy the tickets and create the atmospheres that they like to promote. Uh, obviously it's been a little different now because of COVID, but that's going to come back. They'd get um, over it. No, I don't think, but that's where you're wrong. I don't think they would. <laughs> They'd get over it. Some Chris, would, would, but most would not. They'd all get over it. You go on the forum. The, these fans are even club. more diehard than, than any other fan in the United States. They'd get over it. They would. I don't know. But that's where you're wrong. And what, that's is where they, what is Chelsea's? What is Chelsea like saying? That's bleed where they blue or something? What is it? What's bleed that? blue? What's Chelsea saying? We bleed blue or something? Um, I've never heard that saying before. It's, I, I don't know. I'll End of the day, Andy, he's the Chelsea fan. They're diehard fans, and they're gonna come back. And now, Chris, I want to tell you this again. All right, why are we feeling so bad for for the Premier League and the Champions League and FIFA? These guys are like, I think it's funny that we are looking at them as allies. Guess what? Oh, they no, just own a monopoly. Good guy, Chris. No, 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 they just no, they just own saying. a monopoly. They own a monopoly, and now they're playing the card like we're the victim, we're the little guys. No, they just want more control. They don't want to lose any control over the soccer that happens. Oh, no question. But Troy, so that's why are why... we signing with him? No, Challenge let me finish. It. Let me finish. Let me finish. Because, like, if you look at like in England, they talked about this. Uh, I was listening to the Levitard Show podcast earlier, and they were talking about this. Um, uh, Gary Neville, um, guy who one of these uh, big pundits was basically rambling about how they should. Um, you know, deduct points, sanction the clubs, all this stuff back when this first broke um, and it first became a thing. But Sky, the network that he works for, has the Premier League rights, I think the Champions League rights too, if I'm not mistaken. And that would be devalued in an instant because the Premier League would basically be turned into a, sec- a second tier competition. And the World Cup, if they were serious about keeping players out, and I think on that note, where they said we won't have Super League players in international competitions, I think that was a bluff. I think if the Super League didn't face the resistance from the fans that it's facing, um, they would have eventually come around because they're not going to have the World Cup without like the best I, players. Like that would they be get, shooting themselves in the foot. I just but, don't get what's so holy about the Premier League. Why do we need to defend? I'm not it? saying like, it's holy. so. What if another league starts? Like what? what well, what's the what matters? Troy, this is what the owners want to do. Why shouldn't they be allowed to? Chris do it? cares about the history and the tradition behind the sport. That's probably. 
Well, it's not just history and tradition. It's not just history and tradition. Um, There is a revenue sharing agreement in place in the Premier League between the TV rights deal that they signed in England. It was a massive amount of money. I can't, off the top of my head, I can't remember the exact money, but it was like, I think it was the largest TV deal anyone has signed in Europe in history. It was signed by the British TV companies to air the Premier League domestically. And that doesn't even take into consideration the abroad TV money from companies like NBC and whatever networks do it in continental Europe and all that stuff. Um, Point is, they have a ton of TV money that they were distributing through the 20 clubs, which is why even a mid-tier club like West Ham or Everton could afford pretty expensive players, even if they're not, you know, quite on the level of a Man City or a Chelsea or a Liverpool. Um, And basically, how this would make it worse is the six clubs in England and the three clubs in Italy and the three clubs in Spain um, that would have broken off into this league, what that basically would have done is that would have cut off that flow of money immediately to all these lower and mid-tier clubs, including teams like Brighton, who you know are not a big club historically, and they just got up to the Premier League like two years ago. Um, and they're basically getting a bigger chunk of the pie. They would lose all that money right away. But more importantly, the significance of the Premier League would go down significantly because um, the top teams that bring in a lot of the money would be gone. And that would basically kill all these lower level clubs as because the money trickles down in the current system and the money would basically be cut off. It'd be like the American equivalent would be like if the like, you know how like all these big teams like Alabama, Clemson, even schools like Rutgers have done this in the past where they'll basically pay an FCS or a very low level uh, FBS team to come and play on opening weekend, like how we we played UMass or, you know, Clemson, I feel like plays the Citadel every year. That's how those schools fund their athletic departments. Well, if all the, all the D one schools said, we're not going to do that anymore. What would happen to all those football programs? They'd be cut off. Exactly. That's what's happening right now. And that's why it's a problem. And that's why so many fans, um, both in Europe and even back here in America, look, I know, a ton of my friends watch the Premier League or watch the Champions League. No, I have yet to meet a single person who is a fan of the game that likes this idea. Not a single All one. Right. I, you had to I include the fan of the game, so it excluded Troy there. Well, I, yes, because Troy's an outsider. Yeah. I have a question for you, Chris. Yes. Is, since 1992 in the Premier League, there has been a total of two teams out of those top six that have won the Premier League. Okay. So it's been Blackburn Rovers. Are, are they even a team? not in the league anymore because they failed okay. to maintain their excellence. Okay. And Leicester City. Yes. Okay. So why are we pretending like the Premier League is this beautiful place where these, these small teams have a chance where they actually actually beat these large teams? Because it doesn't well, But happen. it's not just – but here's where, here's where you're missing it. It's not just about winning the Premier League in and of itself. That's just – I mean, that's the most important battle, but it's not the only one. Because there are okay. four Champions League spots that they're battling for. And there's usually like six or seven teams in the mix so, for that. So what's the point here? The point is you can get into the Champions League if you're, say, like, there have been years where teams like West Ham, even though they, they didn't really have a shot at winning the Premier League, were able to get have a really good season, uh, really play above expectations and get themselves into the Champions League where they could compete against the best of Europe and bring in money from the Champions League and from UEFA. So and, we're protecting the Premier League for the sake of another league. Is what you're saying. Well, here's the thing. 
there's going to be money involved in any system that you create. If you reform. <laughs> can I? The issue. No, no, no. The issue can is I not just the tell money. You something real the quick, issue Chris? is not the money. The issue if, is not the money. If, if that soccer, is not the issue. if European soccer could just figure it out and just have a playoff system in place for the Premier League, this wouldn't be an issue. Just have a playoff. Like be a normal. Just be a normal sport. Be like American sports, like football and basketball and baseball, and have, oh, have no, a but, playoff but here's the system thing. in place. It's a cultural difference there. It doesn't work like that the way it works like it does here. And that's why right. there's so much anger and vitriol over creating what's essentially like an NFL model for European so, soccer. We're coming up on the we're coming up on the top of the hour here, Chris. Again, this is one of the big reasons that I just don't understand. And if I'm one of these big teams, if I'm one of these top six, and we're the teams that win it every single year, why should I have to cater to these small teams that never win the Premier League? Why should I care? I'm Man City. I'm Chelsea. We win this thing. I don't care about Leicester City. I don't care about well. Ever- that's the Everton. attitude. Is Everton a team? What led to? I don't this. care. So what does it matter? Let me go to my own league. Let me make a lot of money. Let me play these teams that are real, that are hot shots, that have a chance to actually beat us on any given Saturday. I don't. I'm not. I'm done catering for Everton. Let me make my money. I don't want to split my money with these little clubs. I don't care about them. It's a business. Well, okay, but that was the mindset behind this, and here's why. I it think backfired. it's the right mindset. Well, That's it's the right wrong mindset. mindset because the fans hate it and it would have cost them a lot of money and they'd like to be sanctioned by their own governments, which is something that's never happened in the history of European football. But there's also one other element about this that we have not discussed yet. And one that I think hasn't been discussed nearly as much as it should. And that is the fact that even in a quote unquote super league, even if you never get relegated, you never get kicked out, someone's got to be in last place. And all of these clubs that have built their name on being successful domestically and being successful in the Champions League, what would happen to the value over, I'm not saying right away, but over a period of, say, five years after the league would have started? A team like Arsenal, who have struggled as of late, even though they're historically a famous and good club, what would happen to a club like Arsenal if they're finishing between 15th and 20th place every year and never making the playoffs after well, five years? The, the Their Jets brand would collapse. Year. They don't get kicked out of the NFL. Well, no, but but here's my point. Think of how much. But here's here, here's what you're missing. <laughs> they have built their entire brand not just on existing in a major market the way that the Jets have, because the Jets' only own competition is the Giants. And even though really neither team has been good as of late, um, the Jets have been historically worse. But they still have a, a sizable market share in that city. Arsenal's brand and the brand of all these other clubs are predicated on them, not just being in a big market, but being good. The NFL, it's different. The fan bases are largely determined by geography. And that matters in Europe too, but the money that they're going after here, the American money, the Asian money, all these other international markets, that money for a team like Arsenal or Tottenham or even AC Milan, if those teams are in the bottom of the league year after year after year, their values are going to tank and no one's going to want to play for them because they won't be able to pay the same amount that a Manchester city or a Chelsea would. And you're going to have the haves and have nots again, except the have nots are going to be teams that you've actually heard of. So it's not going to work out the way that people think it would have worked out. And Chris, Chris, real quickly, yeah. are there drafts in soccer like there are no. in like football? No. So that's so, another thing, Troy. You, if you did that, it's not like you could rebuild through a draft system. It's it's soccer, predicated soccer just on signing people. Soccer just has child labor, right? They just have twelve year olds in their club. Well, I, I don't know if I'd describe it as child they labor. Have con- they have contracts <laughs> got, with like ten year olds, don't they? 
Well, yeah, but here's the thing. They have contracts, but they pay them, which, you know, the NCAA won't do because they're a bunch of dirtbags, but um, they pay them if they live outside of like, you know, say Arsenal's in London, if they're outside of London, um, they have a boarding school there where they go to class during the day. They're not working 24 hours a day, seven days a week on soccer. They have their own thing um, and they develop and, you know, some of them make it to the first team. Some of them go to a lower club and they're still a pro. And the ones that don't, you know, they went to a normal school that also happened to be a football academy, but like they have the chance to make it. And they're also, you know, and the system, a similar system is going on in MLS right now too, where the Red Bulls Academy sold Tyler Adams, who was a 16 year old phenom at one point out of uh, upstate New York, sold him to the Bundesliga. And now he's one of the best players on the American national team and he's regularly getting Champions League minutes. So speak speaking about America, if you mm-hmm. want the Super League to really work, America should have got a team in this. That's what I'm saying. We should have had a team in this league. Well, I mean what and do then you think I'd would, watch. Then I'd but watch Troy, it for real. What what do you think would happen um if these twenty teams were able to do whatever they want? They were outside of the influence of UEFA, outside of the influence of FIFA, outside the influence of their domestic leagues. You know how the NFL does a game in London and a game in Mexico? And there's talk about the Jaguars moving to London or whatever team moving to London in the NFL? Yeah. yeah. That's what that's what would have happened. That's so what would have happened. We would have had come to MetLife Stadium. <laughs> Wait, is that see, a problem? Well, it is a problem for the fans uh, of the team that have been in, say, Manchester for over 100 no, years. No, I'm saying we just make say. a new team. We just make a team. Let's add a yeah, team. Yeah, but, but here's the other here's the other problem with that. You can maybe get a couple teams max from America if you want to make this a truly global league. One team. I want one team. Give us one. One team. Yeah. Toronto Raptors. They have one team in the entire in, in all of Canada. Okay, but that's Canada. We're America. Okay. So yeah, but we stink at soccer. Let's work up. Let's put all of our efforts and all of our Oh, you mean you want to work up from the lower divisions into the upper division? No, 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 no. I wonder if there was a system We're not working up, Chris. We're not working up. We're buying our way in. We're buying (laughs) our way in. I want to buy our way in. Where would you put this team? New York. Of course you would. Um, (laughs) So you could watch them. Season tickets. Where else are we going to put it? But that would Los completely Angeles? kill. But here's 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 why that's a problem, and that's got to so, be New York, so you can fly back and forth. Okay. All right, I, I think Los Angeles will probably make more money, but um, yeah, but that'd here's, be so here's, far. You know how long that flight would be? You think they care? They have their own. Yeah, um, I think they. I think jet. they're not crazy. I think they they understand. Well, you think flying across sense. the Atlantic would be a, a a walk in the park? Or look, or you keep put in, in mind, they have Troy, a big if you're going down, if you're going down this route, if you're going down this route, it's not just a team in New York. It's team in new york they would also want to expand they're also targeting the asia market heavily actually to a greater extent let's do it let's make a world let's make a world soccer league that'd be awesome chris that'd be awesome awesome for who i don't hear anything wrong with this idea no there's a big problem wrong with this because there is an entire this sounds fun to me you know if we had one sole usa team and they played one game a week i might watch it i'd watch it i'd 100 watch it Here's We're the, the American Eagles. That's our team. <laughs> they actually tried having it, the United States national team be a professional team back in the 80s. It was a complete disaster. Only, but we, we only watch once every four years because that's when we have a national coming-togetherness right. party. And let, let's do that every week. 
I see nothing wrong with this idea, right. Chris. I don't can know I, where, can I say what's wrong with it? Is. Here's a real reason yeah. why it was wrong with it from an American perspective. There is an entire ecosystem of clubs in America, not just MLS. There are second division teams that have local followings in smaller markets. There are like altogether, I'd say about 40 to 50 uh, pro teams at different levels that have fan bases, not all to the extent of an MLS team, but they all have some sort of following. And the moment you start putting expansion teams in cities like New York or LA or whatever, you would basically kill, undercut the entire domestic league that's already in there. And that's why the European fans are so opposed. Money moves. Well, I'm not saying it wouldn't make money. I'm saying I I have, as someone who loves soccer and loves, you know, watching my team play, I have a serious issue with them taking the system of the game that I love and completely trashing it for money. You know what? If you're good in the MLS, maybe you'll get a chance to play for uh, for the real American. Well, maybe team. if it had promotion and relegation, Troy, we could do that. Come on, that's that's dumb. That's too. That's gonna take too much time. Oh my god! And even right. if that was the case, Chris, the only way the only way the U.S. is getting into this soccer game at this point is we're buying our way in. We're not working our way in. Americans don't have enough of attention span for that. We're not going to be like, let's watch for five years, see if we can earn our spot. No, buy us in. Let's put together well, a super have to team. Do that. If you if let's you make Jerry Jones the owner with like if you hooked up I like it. oh yeah let's not do that you know what play at AT and T Stadium let's do it <laughs> America's team that's the team we're just America's team all right Troy then we'll have a so- our own soccer team that wins half of their games and loses in the first round of the playoffs does that sound like that's a plan good. to you I'll watch every Saturday I do it I do it for football anyway I do it every Sunday we lose every game on Sundays so let's do it for we'll, soccer we'll just call them America's team. <laughs> Chris, I'm so on board with this. I have no idea how this is not a great idea. This is and, what and then we'll needs. and then we'll argue with each other about why Jerry Jones won't uh, want to pay Neymar to uh, a long term extension. I, Chris, I know I'm like, I I just I would. This is the only way I'm watching soccer. I would love to have that that American and like British rivalry. I don't have that anywhere. Like, where am I doing this? Give it to it's me. Like revolutionary why, war vibes. There were so many American owners in those talks in the Super League. Why was no one like, you know what? We're making our own team. Let's just do it. Why did Jerry Jones not get in on this conversation? I'm really like confused. Well, maybe, maybe, but here's the thing. I think that was the long-term plan. I think the plan was to start with the established European We got to go. We got to do it then. We got to do then it. expand. All right. Push forward. Well, this entire league is falling apart and rightfully so because it violates the integrity of the game. But with uh, that, we are at the top of the hour. So integrity. we're going to go to our first break um, as my hair continues to fall out from having to listen to Troy defend this uh, capitalist garbage. <laughs> Uh, This is the Wednesday crew or Tuesday crew on WRSU FM. We'll be back in just a moment here on WRSU FM, New Brunswick. 